welcome to the inaugural episode of North Carolina Corn Kernels. My name is Dr. Ron Heiniger, Cropping Systems Specialist at North Carolina State University. Each week on this podcast, I will be revealing kernels of wisdom on managing and growing corn, as well as other crops. Kernels that will apply not only in the southeastern regions of the U.S., but to many areas of the country and around the world. Today's episode, I will talk about my plans for this podcast, and then we will cover one of the major problems I encounter in getting corn off to a uniform rapid start on light-textured sandy soils here in the southeast. First of all, my goal for these podcasts are to find answers to problems encountered by farmers seeking better yields and profits. We will look at common issues with getting crops off to a good start, growing better root systems. We will talk about secrets to improving fertility and nutrient uptake reducing the impacts of high temperature on crops, the use of biologicals and unusual amendments, biostimulants, along with the difficult but important task of increasing kernel or seed weight, which is the real secret behind record-breaking yields. And we will cover crops other than corn. For instance, I will cover the important task of managing the soybean yield triangle and ways to improve kernel number in wheat. Finally, I will from time to time discuss the weather outlook for the southeastern U.S. and how that will impact crop management decisions. Each podcast will cover a single topic, and while most will feature my views, we will have important guests from time to time. So if you find this information informative and interesting, let your friends and neighbors know so they can tune in as well. We hope to be up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular podcast formats. So let's get right into today's topic. Why is my corn coming up and turning pale green, or worse yet, yellow, and growing in a non-uniform fashion with weak and strong plants in different patterns across the field? We see this year after year. You can drive down the road and see these types of fields here in the southeast very commonly. We all know that one of the keys to high-yield corn is quick, rapid emergence and uniform growth which each and every plant having the same competitive advantages. As I've often said, corn is a bad neighbor. If it had one plant gets an advantage, it will take advantage of that to the detriment of its neighbor. One of the common problems on light sandy soils is that too often the corn emerges well, but then some plants start turning pale green or yellow and are stunted compared to the other plants in the same field. Clear these Clearly, these cases are related to fertility of the field and nutrient uptake by the plants. There are four major elements that commonly cause the corn to turn light yellow or green and can result in severe stunting. These elements are nitrogen, sulfur, magnesium, and manganese. Of these, which would you expect to be the most problematic? Well, if you guessed nitrogen, you would be wrong. Most corn growers today apply 30 to 100 units of nitrogen to corn prior to planting, and even small corn plants can readily find enough nitrogen for early growth. It's very unusual, actually, to find nitrogen deficiencies even on light-textured sandy soils. Well, what about sulfur? If you guess sulfur, well, definitely you are warmer. But most corn growers on sandy soils already know that sulfur can be limiting early in the season, and are using ammonium sulfate or a starter fertilizer with sulfur in it. That doesn't mean that sulfur deficiencies can't occur. 
One of the hidden secrets to preventing sulfur deficiency is the depth of seed placement. If you are planting at 1.5 inches or less on sandy soils, you can be creating a sulfur deficiency. That is because the deeper you plant the corn seed, the quicker you get corn roots growing deep into the soil profile where most of your sulfur is found. On sandy soils with CECs below 4, always try to plant at least 1.75 inches or deeper. If you don't believe that seed death has anything to do with sulfur deficiency on your sandy soils, well then try this. Put two rows of your planter at 1.25 inches or less, and the rest at 1.75 or deeper, and see how the two shallow rows grow compared to the others. I'm pretty sure you'll quickly find that you and your neighbors can see that something went wrong with two rows on your planter. No, actually the most common element that causes light green to yellow plants and stunning, severe stunning, on sandy soils is actually magnesium. On sandy soils across the south southeastern U.S., I commonly see what I call magnesium deficiency syndrome. This syndrome occurs on light sandy soils with CECs below 4 and most often when pH is less than 5.8 and when percent magnesium on your soil test is less than 11%. You couple these conditions, these types of soil environments, couple these conditions with cool nights and warm days, or even worse, dry soils, and you have the right environment for magnesium deficiency syndrome. The plants emerge uniformly, but some of the plants start to yellow, with the newer leaves slightly greener than the increasingly yellowing or dying oldie leaves. Stunted yellow plants are often found right beside tall dark green plants. Parts of the row look tall and green and normal, but as you go down the row suddenly, the plants are stunted, are yellow, and in some cases may even be looking like they're about to die. These are telltale signs that you have magnesium deficiency syndrome. If your previous crop was peanut, it is almost a certainty that you will get magnesium deficiency syndrome. The problem is that there is an antagonism between calcium and magnesium, with calcium being easier for the corn root to take up and utilize. The solution to magnesium deficiency syndrome? Well, the long-term solution on light soils is to use dolomitic lime and bring the percent magnesium up above 13%, or even better, above 15%. Unfortunately, this is often easier said than done. That's because of the low CEC, on low CEC soils, on many soils that are sandy, bringing percent mag above 15% can lead to base saturation levels over 90%. In other words, you've taken most of your cation exchange capacity up by putting magnesium on it. This puts you in danger zone for holding other elements, most likely manganese. Corn growers on very low CEC soils will find it impossible to get percent mag up enough to prevent magnesium deficiency syndrome while still avoiding manganese problems. So what else can a farmer do? Well, there's good news here, and that is the corn plant will readily absorb magnesium through the leaf. So foliar applications of between 10 to 20 pounds of magnesium using either magnesium sulfate, Epsom salts, chelated magnesium can fix this problem very quickly. And to talk about speaking of good or bad news, it looks like my time is up for this podcast. 
I hope you found this information interesting. We talked today about these impact of, of uh, nutrients on uh, corn growth on sandy soils, light textured soils. Next week, we'll be covering issues on corn growth on on heavier soils or on muck organic soils and see some of the problems that they have in uh, getting this kind of yellowing or stunning in this corn. But for today, we're, we're done, and I hope you found this information interesting and perhaps gained some golden kernels that will help you with your own corn crop. As always, you can reach me at Ron Heine, underscore Heinecker at ncsu.edu or by phone 252-217-9418 if you have any questions or comments on what was covered here today. In summary, I would say happy farming, and I want you to get off to the best possible year for 2023. Thank you again for tuning